Okay, it is the Baking It Down podcast with Heather Miracle. <laughs> Don't leave me out in the cold. Okay, give us a brief rundown. Well, you know what? Introduce yourself. All right. And then introduce the podcast. All right. Hey, I'm Corey. I'm twin number two, but first in your hearts. And welcome to the Baking It Down podcast put on by the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group. We are about 36,000 bakers strong, and we are a group on Facebook called Sugar Cookie Marketing Parenthesis Group. We talk about business, baking, the business of baking every single day, but we understand that you can't always be in front of a screen because you got to bake. So we decided to bring a podcast each week and talk about a subject that either we see in the group that's a trending topic or Heather read a book and wants to deliver it to your ear canals. I'm on a book about sleep. Everyone should be sleeping. You're already putting me to sleep when you're talking. (laughs) And that is what you can expect for the Baking It Down podcast. Once a week, the twins chit-chatting for about an hour. And hopefully you can learn a little something that you can implement and grow from it. Okay, what's your intro? That was my intro. Oh, I'm Corey. I am the baking twin when people refer to the twins. Um, I enjoy photography. I enjoy baking. I enjoy writing copy, oddly. Sometimes I don't enjoy that. And I'm the sleeper. Uh, well, I'm the one putting people to sleep. <laughs> Heather puts us to sleep with her copy. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, that's a good intro. Thanks. That's a good intro. I was put on the spot. I, I could have, like, know. polished it up a tins, but it'll do. It. <laughs> okay, jumping into the topic at hand, I wanted to further delve into, I know, a buzzword that we use often uh, that maybe some people will be like, I don't get it, but target audience. <gasps> Target audience. I'm, a, target. I'm targets. Audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's about target, guys. Target apples. That's the audience. Uh, but when we talk about target audience, it is it is a buzzword. It is a marketing buzzword, but it's actually a concept about marketing that is ever so important. And it is. It applies to absolutely every single business that's selling anything. It could even apply to a conversation. Who is a target? Who is the person that this is directed at? And what do you want them to do? Uh, so you'd say, okay, my target audience is people who are hungry for cookies, you idiots. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. But you're, the way you write copy is going to be different if you're writing to Gen Z, who's on TikTok and speaks in puns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be quite different than talking to your grandparents. Okay. So we talk so you got about- like a really cool grandmother. <laughs> are we talking about how to reach our target, target audience? Target get- <laughs> audience through- Copy? Are you just talking about broad sense target audience? Broad sense target audience. I want to explain more effectively what a target audience is and how you can have multiple target audiences, but how that creates a conflict in marketing and branding. I like it. I like it. So by definition, Corey, what do you describe a target audience as? No wrong answers. Target audience to me is the person most willing to stick their hands into their wallets and give me cash. Can you have a multiple different target audiences on a single platform you can a lot of times it depends on what you're selling Um, you can sell things that go to one demographic or something that goes to a different target audience when you have a target audience that's too diverse you end up creating a very foggy messaging to both audiences yeah that would be like saying i sell cookies to anyone with a mouth okay true everyone can eat cookies but you have people that you know maybe have allergies okay they are no longer in your target audience because you don't sell allergy friendly bakes um you know some people 
would, would be another reason. Some people don't like sweets. <laughs> so even though they have a mouth, they don't want to eat your stuff. Right. So it's easy to fall prey to. And we see it a lot with marketing clients is who's your target audience? Well, everybody. Yeah. I want to get anybody who's willing to give me money. I want to take it. Yeah. Everybody falls within my target audience. But I'd wager that. And I heard this quote the other day on TikTok. Okay. If your mark. If your messaging appeals to everybody, it appeals to nobody. I like that. That's very true. That's because your messaging, to kind of expound on it, is so broad that it resonates with nobody. It doesn't make you feel special when you just feel like one of the many. Right. But from a marketing or a business owner's perspective, you're like, well, I want want it to appeal to everybody because I want to sell to everybody. And that's why you see people saying, well, niche down, which means hyper-focus your target audience. Does that mean you're excluding people? It does. And that seems horrifying because you're literally making your pool of people to sell to smaller. Mm -hmm. But when you make the pool smaller, it actually becomes quite deeper. It does. I will say 99% of my target audience is female. They're women who are buying for birthdays, for anniversaries, for wedding gifts, wedding favors, and things like that. So now, so let's say that's Corey's data. I have 99% female audience. She could put her marketing hat on and say, well, that means I haven't been effectively marketing to men. Let's completely change my targeting. I'm marketing to men. Clearly, the data shows that they're just not hearing from me. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you can take that the other way. And probably the more accurate way, it's not that men don't know Corey's selling. It's that men aren't interested in what she's selling and what she's selling. (laughs) (laughs) Feet pictures. <laughs> You're gonna get banned again. <laughs> the only man buying what Corey's selling is Zuckerberg. Uh, but so that says, okay, take the data and analyze it further. Now, much smarter people than me and Corey, Corey and I, have said that niching down your audience is more effectively is more effective at selling to that audience, mm-hmm. even though it is a smaller audience, it's which is scary because you're like, well, now I'm. You know, if there's a billion people and I'm only marketing to a million people, look at all the people I've left on the table. Right. And all their money and all their dollars. Well, somebody's got, listen, there's some, there's a niche that they fall into. And even if that isn't your niche, don't worry, they weren't going to buy from you anyways. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's better to focus, to niche it down. So what I kind of see every once in a while, I'll see somebody who's started with selling cookies. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, cottage law restrictions, they can only sell locally. And even then, gas prices are expensive, so they only want to sell within a five-mile radius of their home. Okay. Then they want to sell cookie cutters. Oh. Right. I see. The audience, the tari, the hyper-local audience they were once selling to, well, now they have a whole other audience. In fact, the audience that would buy cookie cutters is the exact opposite of the audience who would buy sugar cookies. Yes. So- I actually went to a cutter shop today, and I could not locate the cutters, but I did find... Her custom cookie order form, her local classes. This is online. Uh huh. I was uh, yeah. just trying to find the cutters because she said there was a cutter sale. So I was like, oh, let me go get me some cutters. But I couldn't necessarily find it. Time ran out and I had to go. So I didn't right. buy anything. Because the audience messaging on the website was too broad, it had too many different target audiences. So what do I know exactly whoever shop you're referring to? I know exactly what happened. I already have their thought. I already have this website. Mm -hmm. It's already costing me money. Um, I don't have enough time to run two websites. I'm going to just, you know, uh, two birds, one stone it. And we're going to create one website, one where I'll sell and I'll hyperlink to the cookie cutter sale that I have. Mm -hmm. And the other one, I'm going to keep my local audience. It makes sense. 
from that perspective. Yeah. From I'm too busy to manage two websites. I don't want to pay two hosting fees. I don't want to get two domain names. I don't want to have to manage two website updates. And you might even say, you know, I'm not making a ton of cutter sales, so it just makes sense to put it on one website. But could you not be making more cutter sales because your your end user is confusal bombed? Confusal bombed. Bob, we do not want a confusal Bob. <laughs> so when confusal Bob takes a seat down at the table, you got to say, oof, this may take more time, cost, and effort. But if my target audience is really dialed into the messaging on my website, I stand to make more sales. Now, there's always that uh, double-edged sword that you don't see the sales you actually never made. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of easy to be like, well, I'm not making a ton of sales anyway. It's not the time for me. Could you have made more sales if it was the time for you, if you knew what you'd lost? Yeah. The way you can kind of see um, if you're losing this battle of convergence is by running Google Analytics on your site and seeing where people click to, what keyword they searched for, and where they dropped back off. So if Corey searched cookie cutter sale, click to your website, you can see that you can't see exactly that score, but you can see that a user stayed on the homepage, clicked twice, and then bounced off at local cookie decorating classes. Another buzzword, explain bounce off. Bounce rate. So when somebody clicks to a website and then leaves the website without having converted, they've added to your bounce rate. In the world of website analytics, you want the bounce rate to be the lowest percentage possible. That means they stuck on your website, they shopped till they dropped. That money in your pocket. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The bounce rate typically is around 70%. So don't think 70% is high. I think that's pretty much like industry average. If you can get it under 70%, whew, you are speaking to your target audience and they are clicking around. Uh, And that's always a good sign. Now, do some people, can you ever get away from a bounce rate? You'll never have a bounce rate of zero. Yeah. People will click. They think they may enter the funnel. They're contemplating and then they'll come back again. That's where your remarketing really comes into play. Another question for you. A double-edged sword question. Okay. Is Google Analytics free to put on a website? It is. Nice. At the cost of your privacy. (laughs) (laughs) Do you teach them how to do that in the cookie college? We have a course on Google. This is going to sound like a ton of buzzwords, but let me break it down. Google Analytics has been around for a very long time. It was called Universal Analytics. Google has decided that that is a very old way of processing data. So they're rolling everybody over into Google Analytics 4. Google Analytics Universal will be sunset in June 2023. So you have one year to roll over. Mm-hmm. The rollover, if you have Analytics Universal already set up, is a click of two buttons. Nice. I did teach that in the Cookie College. Awesome. But if you're not in the Cookie College... Uh, there is a Facebook Live on Google Analytics. And I think she actually does use uh, GA4 oh, nice. when she sets that up. But she does show a lot of steps on how to, you know, set goals and conversions and stuff like that. Sweet. Yeah, pretty neat. So yeah. back to target audience before we get drowned by buzzwords. Yes. Uh, having your target audience spelled out can really help you effectively cultivate the messaging for those people. Mm-hmm. So people are like, okay, well, I don't know, females with false. That's who I'm selling to. But I would challenge you to make it almost an individual person. Uh, so let's look. Let's create your personal sure. target audience. Okay. So this is, you know, that customer identify this person uh-huh. that we're selling to. And it's going to help us be able to better cultivate that target audience as a whole. Okay. So what is the average age? I want you to give me a solid number, not a range. Okay. Of who you think buys from you. 42. 42-year-old with... Young children. 42-year-old young kids, kids in middle school, kids in elementary school mostly. Elementary school. Married. Married, dual income. Both working. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
What are they typically buying for? Is it to treat themselves? Birthdays? Birthdays, majority. So not even holidays, birthdays. Mm -hmm. So Corey is talking to a 42-year-old mother of an average of two kids who has a husband and they both work. They live in Northern Virginia. Within how many miles do you think of your location? You know, they're willing to travel. So I would even make it, they're willing to drive up to 45 minutes. 45 minutes. So in this area, we can say maybe 20 miles. Mm -hmm. So that is who Corey is talking to. Now, if Corey is talking to a female mother in her 40s, she's excluding a male single guy in his 20s. I am. She is not talking to that guy because the messaging that that man would need to receive and the messaging that that mother would need to receive are so different that to try to talk to both of them, you're talking to neither of them. And to try to say, well, I'll make one post for this person and one post for that person, it's going to cause confusion. In the same way that somebody selling local cookie cutters or local cookie decorated cookies Mm -hmm. and national cookie cutters would be pretty confusing. Imagine what their Facebook page would look like. Yeah. First of all, they're going to say, hey, I'm having a cookie cutter sale. Also, I'll be offering classes this weekend. You have to be within 15 miles, but not for cookie cutters. I'll ship nationally for cookie cutters. But cookie classes, you, you have to, you have, that would be a very confusing messaging. Yeah. So then you have the horrifying option of saying, well, I have to make two websites, two Facebook pages, two Instagram. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to make it more effective targeting, yes, I would challenge you to consider what's the least you can do to get those separated out, to have your two target audience, if they're that diverse, mm-hmm. to to kind of separate them. Now, now you have the option of target audiences that are pretty close. So I'm going to show Corey. Mm-hmm. You sell cookies, but you also teach cookie classes. Mm-hmm. You have two websites. Yeah, we do. Two Facebook pages. We do. Do you cross-sell? I do, because the audience can share the same interests. So, and probably, I'll say, maybe every class, one person is a customer of yours. <laughs> Oddly. Then they all leave saying, I'll never do this myself. <laughs> yeah. But what we can do is, when the target audiences are pretty close, I'll say that what Corey described as her target audience, the typical person who buys from her, is also very similar to the person who takes our sugar cookie classes. Yeah. I'll say maybe the age is a little, excuse a little higher. And the kids are maybe a little older uh, for cookie classes. Okay. I mean, very pretty True. rare yeah. are the times that we... I mean, we've had five-year-olds, but it's not a common thing yeah. to have five, ten-year-olds there. Um, but we do have typically people who are in retirement or heading towards retirement. I think per class we have one person like celebrating the fact that they don't have to pay into the workforce yes, anymore. Yes, and are tipping, towing into the Right, and this could be their future hobby. So we're close enough that Corey's audience, by giving them information about sugar cookie classes, isn't too thrown off. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I am not overly saturating my custom cookie audience with come to class, come to class, come to class, because that's truly not what they're, they are not in there for that. I'll only kind of dip their toes in it if we have an available seat or something like that. Yeah, so when sugar cookie classes, let's say if we baked all the cookies for a class of 10, one person drops out, they get the credit because we don't have any refunds on day of, but we can try to see if we can fill that class. I'm sorry, we don't offer anything the day of. Mm -hmm. But if you cancel the day before, I try to fill that seat and see if we can kind of find a compromise. Um, But Corey can dip into her audience saying, hey, I know you've bought from me before. If you're interested, though, here's $10 off a cookie class ticket. Everything's already baked. You just got to show up. Mm -hmm. And we can kind of convert that one person, which is typically, you know, per class, we have one person that is a custom cookie client. Yeah. So when you think about your own audience targeting, it's easy to want to fall prey to the more is more. Yeah. It is very hard to wrap your marketing head around less is more. 
But if you niche it down, you'll actually appeal to a deeper audience rather than such a broad audience. So the same way that we are sugar cookie marketing, uh, we could be called bakery marketing. And you'd be like, wow, look, if you do bakery, you get cakes, you get muffin people, you get scone people, gingerbread house people after my returns <laughs> Uh, but okay, so why'd you niche it down? Because now you you confused your audience. Heather, the cake people don't know if they can join. We didn't confuse our audience. We niched down our audience. Now, when cake people join, by all means, they know exactly what they're getting into, and the the marketing is skewed towards sugar cookies. Again, it's applicable to anything you're trying to sell, really. But we're able to really niche down. If you want to make it even broader, you could just say how to sell things online. Yeah, I can but then niche it's everybody. too broad. You know, a good example of this would be furniture stores. You either are at a value, you know, hey, we get more, more for less. Mm -hmm. So you can go to a value-centered furniture store or you can go to the quality, more expensive furniture store. But every time you see or hear a commercial for one of those, they will harp on those words, whether it be luxury or it be... Yeah, you're not going to have our house running on Bob's Bob's, uh, Bob's discount. Bob's Burger Special. (laughs) (laughs) Bob's discount. Was it Bob's Furniture? It's Bob's discount furniture. furniture yeah. Thing. So I think we have a Bob's up the street. Yeah. I wonder where Bob is from. Anyways, you're not going to have our house, which is A-R-H-E-A-U-S. It's spelled fancy, so yeah. you know it's expensive. Running Bob specials. No, and they don't even they don't even entertain the word discount. It's not even in their verbiage. It's not in the look. That's not who their They're target audience is. Premium, fancy gold, mm-hmm. filigree, lettering, luxury. They're using adjectives that appeal to people who say, I want more. I want my I want luxury. I want long-term quality. These things. Bob's like Hey, Bob, man, you need a couch today. Bob's name says discount. <laughs> right. So Bob's coming in at a level of, I'm always going to offer the cheapest price, even if that foregoes the quality. I'm not dogging on Bob at all. No. But you can go through a Bob couch once a month, once a year. <laughs> once, once a month? month. What, what are you, you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're <eating> burgers all <laughs> But, uh, you know, even my cousin, she uh, has a Bob's couch. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it was such a great couch, but it kind of fell apart real fast. However, it did what I needed to do at the price I needed yeah. to do it. Now, my mom has a our house couch, and I think they're planning to be buried in it. I'm pretty sure. She doesn't. She, she wraps the. Yeah. The wraps the cushions in blankets. So you to, can't, your butt can't actually touch. <laughs> she should have been like at the, in between the bobs at our house. Uh, so when you look at the audience targeting of these things, you can see the same thing with Mercedes versus maybe a more affordable. I don't think keys are affordable anymore. I think they're pretty though. Yeah, I think. Yeah. But Mercedes, let's say Bentley runs an ad. They're not even talking to Toyota people. No. Anymore. They're not talking about reliability. They are talking about pure luxury. Yeah. Luxury. People will notice you. The Toyota is like gas mileage. We this car, you you'll there. have to kick it off the road before it decides to quit. <laughs> you got a Corolla from the 80s. Congratulations. You still got a Corolla from the 80s. It's just now hitting its stride. <laughs> so you can see that when messaging is actually tighter and your audience is smaller, you can sell more effectively because it resonates directly with them. If I'm, let's say... It's easy when you kind of take it a little bit farther out of your own perspective. I don't have kids. So honestly, when there's any advertisements about, uh, where's that babysitting care.com? Yeah. I, I can, uh, my brain like, yeah. like um, there's an absolutely nothing that appeals to me that was, I do not have kids, but care.com doesn't care that I don't care. Care. <laughs> a lot of care. <laughs> They're only talking to people with kids. Yeah. They only want to resonate with people who want a date night, who want cost effective, safe 
child now you can get watching. cleaning services on care.com continues ex- expanse into home services and eventually you can hire a carpenter on care.com what I'd i think say, they would maybe do is change that portion of the name since care.com in your mind is hooked to kids child care yeah when you on automatically think is it, it's not really specialized in cleaning would i be getting the best of the best if i went from clean there but what if a new company Emerge from care.com, mm-hmm. careaboutyourhome.com. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they could do that. But if care.com continues expanding into the general thing, it's going to become kind of what happened to Angie's List. And I think Angie's List, now rebranded as Angie, yeah. kind of saw like, oh, no, we made a huge mistake. Let's tighten up that audience again. Because mm-hmm. Angie explained the downfall of Angie. I have my personal vendetta against Angie. No, the, the broad one. How she did too much and then it became muddled. Well, I'm going to say Angie's List really appended their ads platform, and that's what caused them to crumble. I don't know what you're asking, to be honest. I'm not getting the eyebrows. Don't just get going. What do you think caused Angie's List to No, crumble? you said, like, they, they got into too many things and allowed anyone on the platform. So it wasn't necessarily niched down. Usually mm-hmm. when you went to Angie's List, you paid the membership fee so you could best have the these high-quality people. But then Angie got a little Saw greedy. more dollars. If we let more businesses in, we can make more money. I agree. And, and then, then people... It- said, wow, I hired this person from Angie's List and they really, they ruined my backyard. Mm. So, well, I'm not pointing my hand at this. I'm pointing it at you, Angie. You were the, the one who was supposed to field, field these people. But Angie said, no, they were willing to pay. So it didn't become the best of the best. It became whoever had the most money. Right. So Angie's List has, you know, rebranded itself as Angie's. If you look on, they run ads constantly now. But I got a call from, you know, one of their ads people, of course, from businesses past that I've been affiliated with. And his, his lead-in is like, we're a lot different than we used to be. See, that's not a good... Right. Because you've already line. lost the trust. So back to the target audience. When you try to appeal to everybody, you actually appeal to a lot fewer people than you realize. Mm-hmm. And when you can have kind of a unique brand voice, uh, people can differentiate you from your competitors. So you can have that, like, you know, cool mom with the funny memes. You Mm -hmm. can have that approach. You can have that, you know, real wholesome, fun vibe. We only do real cute, good vibes and inspirational. And then you can have, you know, people kind of choose dark humor as their differentiator. So when you, it's easy to look at dark humor and be like, oh, that would be such a turnoff to me and that company. And that company's like, good. We want a really tight, small audience. And we're willing to risk losing your money so that these people who do buy from us spend more often. So that's my soapbox on a target audience. So you'll see Corey saying, you know, who's your target audience for this? Um, who's your general? And when we onboard a client, who's your target audience? Oftentimes they say everybody. Like, no, no, no. Who's that person that if you could only sell to this one type of person again, what are they? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they live in this area. They make this much. They have this income household. They have kids. They don't have kids. They drive this. They do that. You know in your mind who that target audience is for you. And once you determine who that is, you can speak directly to them without always trying to appeal to everyone. And then you even feel yourself like, I feel like my page has no personality. I feel like my website is a copy and paste Mm -hmm. of something. So, And I think copy, the correct copy to your target audience builds credibility. It builds a relationship versus you could always say cookies for sale. Hey, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's really you're selling to everybody. There's no personality. There's no trust. There's no credibility. There's no relationship in it. That's why really thinking about your target audience and what you want to say to them can help really churn those sales and get you more sales more often because not only do they like what you make, they like you and that's who they want to buy from. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can say, I'll say, 
Do not follow us on TikTok. It is terrible. Yeah. But you could say, well, the twins making those TikToks, I, they're inside jokes and I don't understand them. Exactly. The audience we want to cultivate are people who are so involved in this group that they understand these inside jokes. And if they don't know what the inside joke is, they're interested enough that they go and figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, that's going to, what if a grandma doesn't get TikTok? Then she probably has fallen out of our target audience, not for the fact of her age, but the fact that she's not interested. Yeah. There are so many places you can get marketing news and information and tips and tricks. We just need a very targeted set of you guys who are listening to us right now. So thank you guys so are in this target audience. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if Corey and I made this podcast and it wasn't about marketing sugar cookies, it was about marketing in general. We'd be competing with so many other podcasts doing the exact same thing. So the fact that we can niche it down, narrow down that target audience, allows us a little unique space in a platform that's already pretty crowded. Mm-hmm. Spotify. I need you guys to listen to this podcast a little bit more. Numbers a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put that on repeat? Okay, Corey, uh, talk about the Cookie College. I'm actually building my class for Thursday. Next door. What it? Okay. Next door. So the Cookie College is a membership. It's a monthly fee, and you get absolutely everything Heather and I have to offer. What you get is about 78. We're always adding courses. So right now we're at 78 courses. Six. 76 courses. You're adding two. <laughs> No, they're already counted. You all are. I'm doing a ring box cookie. You weirdo. That's still counted in the thing. I'm just waiting Will for you it. stop? <laughs> <laughs> so the membership gets you access to these courses that are meant to grow your bakery business. If it passes through an oven, you can use these marketing tips and tricks and videos to grow your business. It also gives you access to a private Facebook group. In this private group, I give away photos, you know, of the cookies I make, of like, engaging content means anything that I know will grow your business. And I try to help you out with copy there too. But there is a course on copy. So you don't even really need to listen to me once you take that course. To tie back into the beginning part of this podcast, what, who is our target audience? It is somebody that probably sees the main group as great, but just wants a little bit more. Um, they are here to make money with their bakery business. They're not doing it as a side hustle. They're here to take it to kind of the next level. I think when I think of this, the main group, Sugar Cookie Marketing Group, it's like surface. It's very surface questions. It's very surface issues. Like, I'm not getting a notification on my Facebook page. You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The Cookie College is a deep dive. So, hey, I have this customer. Here's their issue with the order. How do I reconcile this? So, one, it's a win for me. But two, they turn into a returning customer. Or someone said, I am having issues making a custom, what, domain? Is that what you helped them with last week? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what it deep diving questions that most people would probably scroll by you in the sugar cookie marketing group because they don't have an answer. But in the cookie college, we usually do have an answer. Well, I can say in a group of 35,000 versus a group of 500, oh, you yeah. can dig in a little bit deeper. Uh, but yeah, the cookie college is a blast. Um, Corey and I will be adding a ton of new stuff. We sat down. We did. Guys, I'm going to miss up with Q3 and Q4 goals. I will say those just... If you want a done for you, done with you, done with you, cookie classes. I think you're gonna be. I think you're gonna you, like this. You're gonna like what we're working like. on. You're gonna like what we're working on. But this week, I am dropping the class on Nextdoor. Um, that will teach you how to make a personal profile. Explain what Nextdoor is. Nextdoor kind of replaced Angie's List. I'll be honest. Yeah, I think it, did. it took the market share of Angie's List, but it, it was, was smart. It was because genius. of the zip codes. 
Nextdoor is a social networking app you can only join based on your zip code. So it takes away friends. It's not friends, it's neighbors. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty extremely strict about how you can join if your neighborhood isn't active. In fact, you can make it active by becoming a founding I was a founding member, member of That Nextdoor. was so scary. <laughs> but it does. And this is pretty smart. They'll say, if you want to be the founding member of your Nextdoor on your behalf, we'll cover the whole cost. We'll send your whole neighborhood invites to join the yeah. next door and I, said, I don't want my name going to my Your name is on it. but at the end of the day it's pretty cool so cool i really like the halloween feature you can turn your house on and off to say i'm giving you a candy oh or i not. like that yeah yeah that's cute uh, they have a for sale not to be used to sell things but to get rid of furniture and then a free like nice. pick up on the corner yeah. uh they have Obviously, neighborhood gossip is what floating the whole platform. Sure. Lost dogs see them all the time. Yeah, and then they are constantly changing. They're in a state. They're worth over $4 billion. It's valued yeah. at today. But the company is changing a lot. Some of it may take it in the direction of an Angie's List. I'm sure it's to increase their yes. evaluation. But uh, you can make a business profile on it, and you can make it for free. And I actually walk oh. you through how to do that. It does require that you have some business passenger. Where are you going? You know, it's a good podcast. Feed one's out. Bye, Feed. Okay, I'm going to jump in to trigger cookie marketing events, past, present, future. So, <laughs> Corey's just having a time. So, the past events that we just finished up was Heather Berkshire taught gingerbread Christmas in July gingerbread houses. Um, apparently, there's a national competition of gingerbread houses, which she's entered in twice. Yeah. It uh, was. Huge. Big, I mean, I was that about was, to say, like, what's how the did Airbnb she cost that up? You said, what's the H-Way cost? <laughs> yeah. um, then we had, so this one's in the process of getting rescheduled. How to set up and market a cookie camper. Mackenzie was, it was a storming. Yes. And she was like, yeah, there's no way I could go outside to the camper and film it in the middle of a storm. I don't know. So she's re- recording it, or okay. she's rescheduling it. Stencils 101 airbrushing with stencils with Jessica Wolf. Now, a lot of people wanted to watch that one. What are you doing on your phone? Someone sent a message about baking it down. Yes, it's just somebody, it's a spam. I like to feel popular and read it. Yes, multiple businesses. <laughs> uh, mapping out sets and procreate 101 with Ananda uh, Jenkins. All these you can go watch right now, except for the one being rescheduled. Yeah. They've already happened. Now, coming down the pipeline, the pipeline, pipeline, coming down the pipeline, Toya, is intro and the basics to hand lettering and folk calligraphy. <gasps> that is tomorrow. So. People join the group specifically for that. Apparently, that is a hot button topic. I almost declined them because they didn't say they were joining for me. (laughs) Rude. Uh, Then Friday, and I'm going to have Corey explain this one to you, Cookie Collab, Christmas in July. Am I explaining it right now? No, in two seconds. Okay. All right. Pull the reins back. (laughs) (laughs) The basics of designing uh, with Canva Pro with Amy Hines. Remember, Canva Pro is paid. Is it expensive? Mm, you can get in a team of five, even if you're I've not. I've seen people for the same. being like, "I need a team. We have yeah. four. A lot of people form a team, <laughs> yeah. and then I think it takes it around to almost like thirty dollars for the year. That's not bad. No. And then icing consistencies for detailed designs with Gigi Williams, and how to use Evernote for organizing and storing cookie cutters with Amanda Gearhart. I have two I more need Facebook lives I need to add. That organizing thing. Corey, what? You're, what? You're gonna do it? You gonna do it? You know what? Corey and I will be sitting down and creating a course on organizing photography. No. Yep. No. That's gonna require some let go and let go. 
Uh, okay, you wanted to break down what the cookie clap is in general and in practice for okay. this Friday. In general, collabs are where a group of people come together and make a certain theme and post it on a specific day using a specific hashtag. We have had multiple collabs in the Sugar Cookie Marketing Group, and on Friday is our next one, and it is the Christmas in July cookie collab. Now, the reason behind it, we like to do some business portion instead of just making cookies for fun. What we want you to do is choose a theme, a cutter, a pre-sale idea, a DIY kit, and we want you to use that for the collab. So you'll That you plan to sell in Christmas. Get in there. Oh, sorry. I'm getting there. <laughs> that you're going to use, you're going to post it on Friday, but what you're also going to use that same thing for there is, is... There you go. <laughs> Let me. <laughs> so when it comes to December and everyone's ordering everything, you know, you are running to the stores trying to get all the Christmas gifts, you already have this in your back pocket. Paddock. Ready, guy. You have it in your back pocket, ready to go, so you can be first to market, first to sales. So the mindset you need to have behind choosing what you're going to bake for Friday is, am I going to be able to sell this come December? So is it, you know, weird elf on the shelf guy? Is it something Just with... Call me. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps me up at night. <laughs> I've never partook in elf on the shelf. <laughs> We should do an elf in the shelf in the group. So I don't know. Oh, he always he does something. Collab. He always does something wrong every night. For how many nights? His whole life. I, no, I think honestly, <laughs> I want to say for three weeks leading up to Christmas. Three weeks. You got to make it. Maybe it's two weeks. Day. It's crazy how long he crazy. does roughhousing in the house, wow. and then like he finally Santa says, "You're in trouble. Get on it." I think you should take. Those pictures for the cookie college people, and then give them a pack of them. Listen to me. Doing stuff. We are crazy not going to put the selfie as the shelf. Popping out of the yes mixer. The oven? Oh, that'll cause some nightmares. Eggs? I don't know. I don't know what you do with them. Okay, we have one voicemail. I'm going to play it right now. Did I skip it? Some? I think so, but that's all right. Keep okay. going. Okay. Hold on, time me out. You guys say something. I would like to say that if the audio sounds different today, different. we switched the audio interface. Yeah. So it could sound great, it could sound horrible. We won't know. If it sounds amazing, it was my idea. If it sounds horrible, <laughs> but I had to say, so uh, we ordered this new audio interface. It's the Zoom H8. But I go to check the packages yesterday, and there is two of them. You have a moral dilemma. Yeah. But I checked my order 30 times. I only ordered one, so they accidentally shipped two. So I'm like, the ethical thing is to say, Coles, <laughs> can I return this, yeah. right? But I say to my grandmother, because like, she loves to Do return things. Do not tell that beautiful lady under no. the bus. Look, she was like, return one, keep the money, keep the extra package. I said, I said, how come my brain didn't even register thievery? <laughs> and you at 83 default. <laughs> okay, here is our question for today from Tammy. We all love Tammy. Here you go. Hey, ladies, this is Tammy from Texas. I was giving you guys a call. I know the steps that I want to take, but I thought this would be a good question for the listeners to the podcast is um, you guys personally know that I've went through some, some family issues the last few months, and I've had to take a break from my baking business. Um, I mean, when I say break, I mean, I completely vanished. I did not post anything on my personal page, on my business page, nothing. I just went, I abandoned everything. 
So what are some of the steps that you guys would recommend in trying to rebuild, uh, I guess, my social media following and getting eyes back on my page? Um, should I start out with an explanation? Um, unfortunately, I thought that I would um, do a giveaway, and I did that about three weeks ago. I posted a question like, show me your pictures of your fur babies, and I'll do a random drawing for some cookies. Literally, as soon as I posted that, like six hours later, I was in the ER. I ended up having to have emergency heart surgery. Long story short, again, I went MIA, of course, and now I'm back up, and I'm wanting to, how do I get back to that post? How do I go back on there? Do I just say, sorry, guys, I left you hanging, uh, was going to give away these cookies, and this is what happened, and, you know, where do I go? What do I start with? Um, I think what I want to do is want to go jump back on that particular post, and uh, since I'm in the cookie college, I think I'm going to do it for the Thursday uh, uh, Facebook collab or how whatever you guys call that engagement pod, um, I believe, and maybe start from there and get eyes on the post that way. Anyway, just thought I would throw that out there to your listeners and see what you guys think and see what kind of uh, advice you would give for this kind of situation. Once again, I love you ladies. I Words are truly insignificant. <clears throat> to my appreciation, I love you guys. I love the community that you've built. And I I just love you guys. Thank you so much for all that you do. God bless. Bye-bye. Tammy, you are a doll. And the fact that you're still so involved in your business and you care about your audience speaks a lot to you. I couldn't imagine really what you're going through. Um, well, it's really challenging. Tammy, I love you. <laughs> and I think that, you know, it's okay to give yourself space from your business. It is. Your audience will understand. So lest you think, well, oh no, the twins say post, 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 and I didn't, and now it's all gone too. It's not. If anything, your customers, the secret ingredient in your business is you, you know? That's true. And they're not buying. Look look at how many bakers there are out there making sugar cookies made of sugar, flour, and butter. <laughs> it's all of us. The, what they're actually buying from is you because you are the secret ingredients that makes your your business what it is. It's right. not It's not the post on Facebook. It's not anything like that. It's, it's literally you. And your customers love you and they'll stand by you. They'll cheer for you. Now you'll ask yourself that question. How much do I want my audience to be let into my my private life, my personal life? And that is a question that is unique to each business owner. However, if you're worried about them not understanding, I would give these beautiful people that we call our clients the benefit of the doubt. And if you're willing to let them into a little bit of what's been going on, I think you'll see an overwhelming amount of support oh, yeah. um, from people. Now, since we're a marketing podcast, let's say you don't want to let someone in. What would you do to kind of resuscitate the page? I'm always... 
Uh, this is not as heartfelt, but if you want my honest answer, memes are a great way to bring people back in. What I really like to do instead of just posting any meme, I like either memes that are doing with something right now. Like, so it's a hottest heat wave. Anyone can relate to it because if you, you walk put a bunch time, of hot ones, hot memes, <laughs> hot, funny memes regarding heat in a cookie cottage. Right? I have, yeah, some that like how hot is it? The AC, you know, tell God to turn off the oven. We're falling off the bone here. <laughs> So those are a great way if you're in a location that is going through heat wave, which I think Tammy's in Texas, which yes, apparently I things are melting imagine. off of cars. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Tammy, you could always say, if I don't want to let my audience in completely here, I can go and do that. You know what you can do? You can select a winner from your giveaway. Yes. You can select a minute time. I guarantee you they'll be stoked to win You today will not even have to go now. back to that post and explain anything. You can just choose the winner and be like, sorry for the delay, kids, but good things take time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you're not, if you want to keep that kind of veil of privacy between you and them, you can do those things. And then it just comes down to being consistent. So I'll say that uh, Facebook Planner app is free. You can almost schedule every day for the next month and you're going to see that kind of uptick. But I want to also want to say you don't have to do it every day. I post minimum maybe two times a week, maximum three times a week. I only, I sit down for two hours once a month and schedule out two months. If anyone thinks I'm on that page, I'm not. <laughs> she it checks it often ago. though, especially if you're giving her comments, especially towards her ego. She'll be right <laughs> well, there. I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> That's my bad signal. Uh, but, and if you're willing to, Tammy, let people into a little bit of your story, I think you'll actually see an overwhelming uh, show of support for your business. Like Corey said, the secret ingredient to your business is you and your personality. And I'll yeah. say, Tim, you kind of have a very vivacious personality. People will love to get to know you kind of on that deeper level. Let them support you. Let them come around you. Um, cookies are fun. They're a fun thing to buy. They're a fun thing to get to know the baker. It's just a funner environment. So you can really say, hey, funner is more fun, more fun earlier. <laughs> but I think, Debbie, that you could either take either option. Like Corey said, uh, you don't have to post every day. But I would say consistency is going to yeah. be a little key there. So if that's every other day, if that's Plus, twice a week. in the Cookie College, I give away a freebie a week. Last couple weeks, it's been three weeks. So you could just partake on those. Yeah. You and you could, you know, if you're not actually producing any product right now, but you still want to be consistent. Mm -hmm. uh, like Mike Skyring had given away that uh, cute... Week shark week thing mm -hmm. and you can just pull people on shark apparently there's this big old shark there's this conspiracy theory on tiktok okay. that the, all the sharks are being haunted by a giant or shark haunted <laughs> yeah like these sharks how would we know are that? scared because they have them all tagged okay i've okay. only preliminarily watched the 30 second tiktok <laughs> but all these sharks are tagged you can actually there's a website we can see where the yeah. sharks go but one of the big bertha sharks yes a great white it's scared of something and it's swimming too fast oh, so and they're like what is a great white scared of only another shark a bigger shark so let me just tell you this random thing it has nothing okay. to do with anything but me and heather as twins we would want to do things first what are you saying but we had to claim it oh. so i'd be like i'm first and heather said i'm first est yeah we did first so esterlier for esterlier <laughs> We just added, were those little things on the back of words? Adverbs. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Pre Prepositional phrases. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is how I would sound. Okay, you go through. One, two, three. I'm first. So then you can see two 33-year-old adult females saying, I'm first earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever gave up. See, when the I said let first, people in, <laughs> <laughs> you are first tester <laughs> in. 
Okay, moving forward, we covered kind of the target audience. We covered the Cookie College and that target audience. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Tammy, for calling in and, frankly, letting all of the podcasts into a little bit more of your life. Now we're going to go to podcasts. I know, Corey, did not... You said now we're going to podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) I've gotten you trapped. (laughs) I'm starting over. (laughs) It's going to be a whole other hour. Just kidding. We're going to go to sponsors of the podcast. <laughs> okay. First up is... First Esterly. First up is Royal Batch by Bake the Bake. It is a meringue powder that already comes with three main ingredients just already in there so you can save even more money. comes with corn syrup, white food coloring, and vanilla extract. It is silky smooth. I absolutely love it. If you need trial and error since you're switching from a new brand you want to give it a go, Courtney Post in the Baking with Sugar Cookie Marketing Group lets you know tips and tricks to use Royal Batch. Like things like let a certain layer dry before you decide to put more icing over it. Or what else does she say? Oh, follow the directions on the bag. Make sure that you really incorporate meringue powder because if we have ever worked with meringue, we know it's unstable. So we want to stabilize that. Someone said something fancy like you need to let the proteins coagulate. And Hmm. I'm going to take that one to my grave. (laughs) Protein coagulating. (laughs) Okay, next up is cast iron. Cast iron is... Website for foodpreneurs, Mark Josephson, Emily Brungard. Who's that other really smart guy? Matt Renee. Matt Renee. (laughs) (laughs) They are really kind of the uh, cast iron aficionados. If you want to learn more about cast iron and get your website up today for free, you can check them out at castiron.me on .com. If you go to .com, I think you get two pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cast iron iron pants are good too. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to take care or sell cast iron pants, go to (laughs) castiron.me and they can help you set up a... Cast Iron website. Yeah, which would be good because now we're getting ready for this snowball of uh, sales. I was, gonna, I was telling Corey this the other day. You will make more sales with a website than without one. A thousand percent. There you go. You'll, That's all I can say. You but won't you won't, know. You won't see it. Last up, but definitely not least, is Eddie the Edible Food Printer. This is a direct-to-food printer. You put that royal batch icing on your cookie, let it crust over, put that bad boy into this thing that looks like an actual printer. It's so crazy to see that little dude fire up. It's so crazy. It's one got a bunch of colors. You know, like when he... And it yes. changes a bunch of yes. colors. It is the biggest spectacle I've ever seen. It doesn't it matter how many times you press print on an Eddie. It'll always bring you a little gap. <gasps> yeah. We should probably bring it to a good class. Just one time. just want to see what people's reactions I don't reactions mind. Are. It is very heavy for me. He is color. a heavy... All the good ones go to the gym. <laughs> but then you'll have to bring... My laptop goes to that thing. How is it going to go to the other thing, you see? Man. Yeah. I got to think yeah, about, gotta I gotta think about think. that. But Eddie has a new adapter, which we don't have for Wi-Fi. So Why you don't do have I to have plug it? in. Why don't I have it? I don't buy it, man. They just came out with the donut adapter. I saw that. It was very cute. A donut. A donut. It on a Krispy Kramer. Oh, I love me a Krispy Kreme. Sounds delectable. Okay, Twintrist. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I got mine. Okay. Botox. Heather got... <laughs> you had it, you weirdo. Oh, yeah, I know it. I'm back again. Heather got some Botox because she thinks she has, like, the Mariana Trench on her forehead. Did you read my review? No. Oh, I read a review. And <laughs> Are we twins? <laughs> yeah, so, like, I do, and I don't know. It's probably 10 years of being with my ex-boyfriend that caused me to raise my eyebrows so high. But Corey doesn't have it. These little guys? Are They're from, little this dudes. Is I got a big They're Archer. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to, well, it's so funny because Corey and I were talking about how I converted. Like, how did you pick a place? I tried to go to the dermatologist because you don't want to find a disc. And you don't want the Bob's Burger 
Bob's couches, <laughs> Bob's furniture of like, you know, face plastic surgery. So I was like, well, let's go to a dermatologist's office. But just to walk through the door, it's $175. Yeah. Okay, your girl trying to not go broke. She's trying to go wrinkle free. Uh-huh. So then I said, what else should I do? So tracking myself yeah. as I moved about this buying process, yes. I went to a local community group and I did not ask the question, but I searched somebody else's question. Like, oh, a you real used stalker. the search feature. Way I to did. go. I did. Search the word Botox. Sure All these people had time. recommended. Now, I don't know. It turns out I found out that the front desk girl is the woman's daughter. Mm. But she tags the company in all those threads. See? Mm. No one knows. I didn't convert, though, because no she was knows. like, oh, I love this place. No wonder you do. You work there. Um, but it worked, and they were very nice. And I went there, and I said, okay, like, just to be cognizant of how, what made me buy things. Yeah. The lady was very respectful. Respectful. In- yeah, you had a big old wrinkle on your head. <laughs> no, she was very knowledgeable. She's respectful of the wrinkle. <laughs> she was very knowledgeable, and she said, here's my recommendations. Again, you can do whatever you want, but I'm just going to provide you the yeah. information. Okay, cool. Did you feel pressured at all? No, and my biggest thing, and maybe if anybody in the out there in podcast <laughs> the land. The biggest thing, the wrinkle. <laughs> the biggest thing, no, my forehead is a wrinkle. But it's like when somebody, like when you go to buy a service and they try to sell you on something when yeah, you're like, yeah. nothing makes me Sweat. 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 Yeah. Perspire. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm trying to get rid of wrinkles, not get more of them. But they had a wall of product. And I'm like, oh, if they try to sell me, I'm going to be so stressed. Yeah. But they didn't. Nice. They didn't. Noise. Neither does the guy we get haircuts from. No, I love the guy we get haircuts from. It's honestly, he used to be close. Now he's very far away. It takes us, what, 45 minutes to get over there? Unfortunately. 45 the fact that we minutes. go to get our haircut the same day with the same guy is weird. We don't oh, live and together. And we point at each other's head. Can you do mine first, sister? <laughs> So that was mine. So basically, got my forehead done and then a gummy smile fixed. I can't wait to see if that that works. I do not feel any lack of range of mouth movement. My husband told me to wait till Heather does it to see if I like it. Try it on Heather first, and then if I like it, I'll buy it. (laughs) If you use my name at checkout, I get twenty five dollars. What do I get? Boat down. Another wrinkle. <laughs> You're gonna drive out with me, and I'll pay for parking. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I don't think I have a twenty today. You don't have a twenty. I don't think so. Come on, let's let's trace back your okay, steps. Okay, let's trace back. You my bend steps. to Target. Oh, you wrap those presents. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> it's magic. Tell yeah. them what we what our family makes us do. Okay, every July we do Christmas in July, but it's not just like you know playing Christmas music. We actually everyone has to get each other a gift. But the limit is $50 a person. Yeah, get crazy. It ain't no cheap, though. It's not cheap, but my older sister would be wild. And so we had to rein her back in. We but did. my little sister said, even though the limit is $50, the lowest you can go is also $50. Yeah, so you can't be cheap. cheap. <laughs> so I always just kind of wrap the... I think it's fun to rip open wrapping paper, right? Versus opening rip a bag. open wrapping paper, yes. Yeah, versus just taking something yeah, out of the bag. I have isn't to agree. Fun. You can't... You can definitely not just leave it in the packaging and arrived in. Oh, yeah. That means you didn't care. Or then if you, you put do it the in a bag, bag and you put just the tissue paper above it, that's, that's what not I enough. Did. That's not enough. That's what I did. <laughs> you have two days to fix it. <laughs> so I was like, what's a fun way to do wrapping paper without just getting blah wrapping paper? And my older sister really goes to town. This is what you're about to say is a minimalist tip to get that. What? Uh, what do you call it? Not construction paper. What would you call Craft that? Craft paper. Craft paper, and only use that as what you wrap in all year round, and then do decorative Absolutely. things to make it apply for. A so, see, I'm, I'm two steps ahead because mm-hmm. now I'm a minimalist. So, I got this craft paper. You can buy it at any craft store. I bought it at Target because I was there, and I wrapped it. And you know how we all have these projectors for cookies? 
what I did was project down something I found on the internet to let it snow. Project it down and I traced the outline with a chalk marker. So chalk marker on a chalkboard you can erase. This you cannot erase. But it gave you kind of that etchy. It, it did like, you know, like. Relaxing. Super cute. You can check my Instagram and I tell you how to do it, what it looks like, so you don't have that to waste real? your time. Is that what you posted it? Mm-hmm. How they can they find you? Search me at the crumbed cookies for now. We'll be crumbed. doing a name change. So crumbed. Past like, tense cookies, yeah, you, plural. You crumbed the cookie already. So the, the crumbs crumbed cookies are on the table. Not crumble cookie, Quirrell we'll gets sued. <laughs> <laughs> the crumbed cookies. But the only, it was a very cheap investment. It just took a lot of time to do the actual project, projection and tracing. But you, it was kind of relaxing. Turn on the little Christmas music. Go to it. But it turned out pretty cute. That was pretty cute. Look better than I did. Thanks. Christmas July is on Thursday. Thursday. Pretty six. excited, man. I am excited. Aren't you making dinner? I am. My new my new year, halfway year's resolution is to start learning how to cook more things. That's good. Mm-hmm. And Ashley and I, older sister, and I will be making a Christmas mocktail involving cranberries. C- cran- cranberries. It better taste sweet. I don't know. Ashley's actually buying the stuff. Heather doesn't like sweet drinks. No, I like a dry No, drink. give me something sweet. I want to not be able to taste my taste buds. Really? <laughs> yeah. You want it to like burn in your throat? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm in the back of the throat. <laughs> okay. I think that takes us through the podcast. I found this. Don gave us a recommendation. Don't what? know if you're listening, you're still in the doghouse. But the recommendation oh, oh. <laughs> is to play an excerpt of a past podcast so people can go and listen to it. So after this audio bit, I'm okay. going to play an excerpt from the past podcast. And if you want to listen to that podcast, check the show notes and nice. I'll show you where to listen Not to that. Down your one la- one pod nope. dog in my doghouse. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. We do appreciate everyone who listens. It helps us our egos keep going okay hello Corey and heather i have a question i know you two will be doing a live on teaching classes i had a local bakery in my very small town contact me wanting to discuss business i said great when would be a great time for us to get together and chat Hasn't happened yet, but she continues to message me asking some questions. I'm happy to respond, just don't have the twins' best answer yet. She is wondering if I plan to teach classes. I'm going to ass- I'm going to assume her decorating needs some awesome lessons, if you know what I mean. I've seen their cakes, and they recently started decorating cookies. Now, I do plan to teach classes. I'm just about to go into renovation mode with my kitchen and will be taking a brief break. So my question is, would you charge a business differently? Would you run and say no? Would you just eat their delicious cupcakes and tell them to stick with what they do well? Thank you both for everything you do. Corey is my favorite twin. Oh, man, I just read it. I read what I read. It definitely says head is (laughs) best. Okay, well, Heather, we did discuss this one. I'll let you take over the answer. Okay, Corey had a great point when we're talking about this. If, are they trying, are they going to be your competition? Probably, right? So they want you to teach them so they can sell it themselves. If you don't, will they find somebody else to teach them? Yeah, they will. They'll either do it online, which is super easy, or they'll find somebody else in your neighborhood and hire them. Yeah. Or you can make the money and do you it You can for make them. the money. You cannot stop competition. 
it's healthy to have competition. If you didn't have competition, you'd have you'd probably an unsustainable. Yeah, you'd be industry. in the wrong industry. And the best part of this is they're going to learn and start start selling cookies in their bakery. They're probably not going to start teaching classes. But guess who's going to become a referral source? For if taking someone classes. exactly. So by investing in those people, I would charge them a little bit more because uh, they're going to be making we'll a charge bundle them considerably of that. more. You have one on one time. They have your captive audience. You're telling them everything they want to know. I would say you're looking, if it were me, at at least a couple hundred dollars for an hour or two. For an hour or two. And it more, depending on how detailed they want right. to get. At decorating, I can tell you, um, as from experience, it's not a one-day learning thing. No. Uh, Heather has seen the massacre of cookies that I have made I to, have at least to get where the bare level I am now. So I would really think about maybe saying yes to this. Um Charging your training, your competition. Hey, Why would you tell us to do that? Are we supposed to burn down the bakery? No, because when small businesses win, we all win. Um, High tide turn, raises uh, all ships. High tides raises all ships. Uh-huh. So, you know, they probably have a little bit of a more of a market to reach people with their brick and mortar, but that's you guys are attracting different people. They're probably selling to walk-ins. Yeah. You are cultivating a list. You're making it more custom. It's just a different market. There's a Safeway and a Giant and a Harris Teeter and an Aldi and a Trader Joe's within 10 minutes of this house we're sitting in currently. Right. They're all flourishing. Yeah, they're, they're all right. there. So it's it's a sustainable market if people are entering it. If they're leaving it, that's a red flag. All right. Okay. So I again, that, that number is 571-556-5644. Please call. I think we've really dug through a lot of these now, so we need like new phone calls. Okay. So um, I want three of you listening right now. Just three. To like, call in. Make up a question. Yeah. Just throw us an easy one. What's your favorite soda? That would be easy. That would be good. <laughs> if you like what you heard, you can hear the rest of that podcast on season one, episode nine of the Baking It Down podcast. See you guys next week.